Welcome to Conscious Corner, brought to you by Conscious Coaching, Inc., the show that talks about divorce, step-parenting, families, and all the complexities that go along with it. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening. I want to give a thank you and a shout-out to my team, Joel, at East Coast Studio, who makes us sound great and amazing every single week, and he can be reached at eastcoaststudio.ca, and to the music assembly who provide the amazing music at the beginning and end of our show, and they can be reached at themusicassembly.com. So welcome, everyone. Today, I am going to be talking about ways to give back. So it is the time of year. It's the holiday season, and everyone is in a very festive mood, spirit, and I love this time of year. This is my favorite time of year. I love Christmas. I celebrate Christmas, and I love it. And it's not all about the presents uh, for me at all, and I'm not going to lie. I like getting presents, but... It's not really about the presents because I could care less what kind, what present I get. I love just that everyone feels so kind and warm this time of year. I love spending time with family this time of year. And it's just a very loving feeling to me. And the trees and the lights and everything else just make it that much warmer and that much more special. And I just have a lot of love in my heart. And so... Part of that and having love in your heart, and it's great to have that. It's great to have that for yourself. It's great to have that for your family and friends, but it's also really great to have that for others and others that you don't know and others that are just in our communities and in our our cities and our countries and around the world that we find ways to give back because part of all of that love and warmth as humankind, it's, I think it's our duty to help each other out. And it's our duty to, to look out and be there for each other. Because if we as human beings with the capacities of emotion and love and brains that we have, if we can't do this and give to each other and are there for each other, then it, it becomes a very sad state. And so This time of year, when it's holiday time, it can be a really hard time for a lot of families and a lot of people because they often don't, either they don't celebrate it or maybe something has happened to them and it's created a very uh, negative feeling. Maybe they don't have the financial means to do so. Maybe they're fallen under hard times and hardships and so it's hard to get into into that spirit. Now, as we are humans and we are compassionate people, it's good that we spread that we spread our compassion, we spread our love, we we spread our wealth, we spread our cheer and joy, so that everyone around the world, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, get to feel that as well. So I'm going to talk about eight ways that you can give back. And when I say give back, I know a lot of people often think, "Oh, I have to give donate money," or People often give to food banks, which is amazing. And and yes, continue to give to food banks because they provide an amazing service. But those are not the only ways to give back. There are many ways that you can give back to society, to community, to friends, to people in need. So I'm going to go over them with you. But before I do that, I want to talk about... So I had this conversation with my uh, stepdaughter the other day. And it was more of... 
like when you give back, it actually brings the act of giving. There's actually science around it. And it's so it's not all just about a feel good, a heartfelt thing. There is actually science around it. So there's science around that when you have an act of giving, it actually sends out different chemicals in your body and and hormones within your body. And the the chemicals that are stirred within your body are all of the happy chemicals, all the happy hormones. They call it the trifecta. So just so you know, there's a lot of research done around giving and, and why it is such a good thing. So it's such a good thing, not only because it's good and we feel connected to people in that way, but it actually makes you a happier person. So people who give more and more and more and more all the time tend to be really happy people. And look around your neighborhoods, look around your community, and even just the people that you're with. If you find that the people around you that tend to give more, give of their time, give of their money, their service, or even just give kind words every now and again, look at the type of people that they are, and I'll bet you you'll notice that they are actually just really happy, positive people. Because the endorphins and the chemicals that are given off are actually dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. And those things are all of the happy chemicals, the happy endorphins. These are all things that make your body really happy. And also for serotonin, it makes serotonin helps you sleep. So it makes you happy and it gives you good rest. And when your body is rested, you feel better, you feel happier, you do all that. So there is actual positive health benefits to giving as well. So if you're skeptical about giving, if you're a little pessimistic about giving, even just think of that. For the benefit of even your own health, giving actually helps you. So it helps your mental state and it it is actually proven that these chemicals are increased during the time of giving. When you see a smile on someone's face because of something you did, those chemicals are starting to happen in your body and you feel good. And then it has a whole trickle effect of health benefits for you. So I encourage everybody to give and it's a really good thing to give. So let's talk about now my eight things, and these are practical and things that I think everybody can do. And so it doesn't have to feel like a big ordeal or big task. And maybe it's something that you can continue to establish in your life ongoing, even after the holidays. The first one is definitely if you can take some time, and this is something you can do with your family. So not only you yourself, you and your family, you and your family, and whether you're a blended family, step family, even if you're a single family, a single mom, a single dad with your kids, or even just you and your partner. If you have no children and it's just you and your partner, great. And even if it's just you alone, regardless of who your family is, how your family is, it's something important to do. So first one, definitely donate your time. If you can donate your time, gather your family, gather your kids, donate time, whether it be to a soup kitchen, to a, a shelter, or to an old age home. If you, can, if you can donate time where you can sit and be with people, interact with people, people who are in need, that is always a good thing. So a simple task, there are many soup kitchens in in many, many communities. I would say almost every community has a soup kitchen. 
So find out when you can volunteer and volunteer time for that. It's a really wonderful feeling and a wonderful thing to do to be able to help and provide people who are in need. So my, me and my family, we do this every year. And we actually do it through my husband's work, which is a really, if you own a company, really great way to, to give back as a company as well, because that's how companies can continue to stay socially aware, because I think it's important for companies to be socially aware of the people in their community and who they're servicing. So great thing to do. So we go to a soup kitchen. So my family and I sign up through my husband's company and we go to a soup kitchen every year. And it's such, it's so much fun. And the people are so great, warm, and they're really happy. They're really happy that they get this service. And when they're happy, it really trickles off to the people who have volunteered because you feel happy as well. So so it's a back and forth happiness. So that's one thing. If you can donate your time, go ahead and do it. So number two is maybe you can make some cookies. And this is a nice thing. And I know a lot of people do like a cookie exchange. And that's a wonderful thing. And normally you do that with your with your friends or family members But in that cookie exchange, take some extra cookies, package it up and give it to a neighbor, maybe a neighbor who you don't really talk to much. It might seem weird and it might feel uncomfortable at first, especially if it's someone that you you don't really talk to much or you don't really know. But a sheer act of kindness like that puts such a smile on someone's face and that actually elevates your relationship from that point. So it elevates it and you never know after that. That could be the start of a new friendship, of a new neighbor that you can rely on and count on. A simple act like that. So if you, ha- if you bake, bake some cookies, make, take you and your family and your kids and make it a baking time if you like to bake and make some cookies or make some brownies or make something and give it to a neighbor who you don't normally talk to very often or who you notice that doesn't really have someone visiting them very often. That will bring a smile to someone's face. And it's just a sheer, you know, thank you for being my neighbor. So simple acts of kindness like that. Number three, this is another one that, uh, you know, we don't often think of, but it's super simple, is tell someone at work or the store clerk when you're going shopping for your gifts, just tell them, you know, some some nice comment. I wish you much happiness in the new year. Something as simple as that. Thank you, and I wish you much happiness in the new year. As simple as that. And that literally will bring a smile to their face. I don't know how that couldn't. If somebody wished me happiness in the much happiness in the new year, that would automatically bring a smile to my face. You know, it was funny. I was at the dentist this morning. And just as I was leaving, the hygienist, she turned to me and she said, she said, Leah, you have a Merry Christmas and have a really great New Year. And she said it was just su- with such emphasis, I couldn't help but smile. And, I, and then I was like, you have a really great New Year too, because I'm reciprocating her uh, kindness and I'm reciprocating her joy. Because I felt that in that moment. And it was just something as simple as that. So if you're off shopping, tell the clerk that. If you're at work, maybe make a comment to your coworker or your colleagues and wish them happiness or joy or give them a a nice comment on 
maybe even how they look or a comment on what a what a great job. This is a great way to end the year. Simple words can go a long way and it's free. It's not like it's an act of kindness where you have to pay. That is free and that can be done at any time. So that's definitely something that you can carry forward into the rest of your life, into your everyday life. So number three was tell someone some nice comment, some nice gesture, something nice that's going to uplift their spirit in that day. So number four is if somebody gives says something nice to you, does something nice to you, pay it forward. Tell someone else something nice. Give someone else something nice. And if you're in line at Starbucks or a coffee shop or somewhere and you know, buy the guy behind you a cup of coffee and then leave. They don't need to know. They don't, you don't need to get, you know, that big, huge thank you afterwards. You know, just pay for it and the clerk will let them know. The barista will let them know, hey, they just paid for your coffee. It's on the house. That person will feel so great for the rest of the day. And I'll tell you, so here in Canada, this was started a long time ago, a few years ago, there was someone in in a town that I, during my teenage years, my parents decided to move me to a very small country town. Crazy. I thought they were crazy. But great people, and some of which I still have connections to and friendships with. And so one of the guys there, what he started, and it started and it went viral across the entire country, He did one act of kindness. Every morning, he stopped at Tim Hortons, and every morning, he went through the drive-thru, and he bought the guy behind him a cup of coffee so that he's already gone. But when that guy goes up, his coffee's already paid for. And when social media heard that, it went viral, and it started a phenomenon across the entire country. So now it's an actual thing. And... That is a beautiful thing, and it's a simple thing, and it costs barely any money. It's not like you have to have a ton of money to buy someone a cup of coffee, $2 at the most. Something like that is a really simple way to give and a really easy way to give, and it doesn't cost a lot. So pay it forward. Think of something that if you can do that for the guy behind you, for the guy next to you, and not even think about it and carry on. If you see someone struggling with change, oh no, I don't have enough, that's another thing. Maybe give them the the difference if it's not ridiculous. If it's a matter of a dollar or two, here you go. Simple things like that. So number four is pay it forward in that way. Number five, this is one that I used to do with, with my stepkids and as a family for years. Take your kids, go to their grocery store, get an entire box and fill it with all the food you would need for a Christmas dinner and take it to your local church and have them give it to a family in need within the church. So we used to do this every year as a family and I would take the kids and we'd have a day and we'd go to the grocery store and guess what? They also had to put their money in. So as little kids, Kids have money. So if you say, oh, my kids don't have money, kids have money. They get birthday money. They get money for, you know, different occasions. 
And so if they have saved up some money or you can let them know ahead of time that this is what's going to be happening, so you need to have some money to contribute, it's good to, for them to put in a bit of their money because then it's an act of kindness from them too. They actually had to work for that money. So it's it's better when they have to give it up because it comes from them too and their, and their earned work or or resource or money. So it's good for them. And it doesn't have to be big amounts that your child has to put in. Even if it's a dollar or two, $10 at most, they don't need to put in a lot, but something, because that also means it comes from them. So we all went to the grocery store and we filled that box uh, with the turkey and all the things for Christmas dinner. And we took it to the local church and they gave it to a family in need. That way, it's a family thing. You can do it together and it brings you as a family closer together. It's something that as a family, you're giving back to other families and a great way to keep connections within the community and to keep connections within family. The more you can do things that where you can connect as family, it makes it a stronger family. So number five was gather your family and give a box, give a, a basket of food of, for a whole Christmas dinner, a holiday dinner that a family less fortunate can eat and have and enjoy their time as well. Number six, again, this is a very simple act and something that can likely be carried on on a regular basis is have your kids or you yourself Call a family member that you haven't spoken to in a while and just have them wish them a Merry Christmas and a a wonderful year ahead. That's just something that you can do within your own family. Because I know sometimes, I mean, with every family, I'm going to assume, and from my experience through work, through my own family experience, there are family members that you tend to lose touch with family members that you tend to not speak to for a while, and there's no real apparent reason. It's just life happens, and they get a little pushed back a little bit further and further and further. And you tend to forget about some family members other than the ones that you continually uh, see and talk to all the time. And that is a good way to keep the family connections. At this time of year especially, think of a family member that you haven't spoken to in a while And just reach out to them just to wish them a Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. You can do that or you can have your kids do that. And that's a good way for them to connect with family because kids kids often rely on their parents to do the connecting for them. But when they can do the connecting themselves, it actually then helps them increase all of their chemicals, those happy chemicals, those endorphins, those uh, things that create better moods for them. It helps them. It also helps them learn to communicate and learn to socialize, which is all things that we as humans need. We're social creatures. So, and so if you can teach your kids to do that by simple acts of just, hey, Merry Christmas, just wanted to say Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You never know on the receiving end of that, especially if it's a family member you haven't spoken to. That might be the one thing that makes their entire holiday season. Because if you're feeling as though, oh, I haven't contacted them in a while, they probably also feel that way. But sometimes 
you haven't contacted for so long that people just don't know how to reconnect. So that one person who reaches out and does that reconnecting makes all the difference in the world. And it's simple. And guess what? That's free too. So as simple as that, connect with a family member and give them a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. It'll make you feel better. It makes your kids feel better on top of so many other other social benefits that they get from it. And it will make that other person, the one receiving it, feel great. So number six is connect with a family member and just give a simple Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Number seven, do something extra for either your partner or have your kids do something extra for your partner. This is something that can be ongoing, but you can start it right now. And especially this time of year, it's always good. This is the time of year of giving. So a perfect time to start is do a little bit extra to show that, hey, I appreciate you to show that I'm giving back because you can give back even within your own family. And that's the thing is that oftentimes people feel as though giving back to every single other, you know, other organization out there, other community out there, all these other things sometimes, and that is all needed and necessary. Absolutely. But sometimes we also have to give back to our own family, to our immediate family, Because like in every family, we tend to take each other for granted every now and again. So you want to give back and that alone will do all the same things and have all the same benefits. So give a little extra to your partner. Maybe do something for your partner. Maybe you can fill the car with gas so that your partner doesn't have to. And when they leave for work in the morning, they have a full tank of gas. You can... If it's their job to do the laundry, then you do the laundry for them and get your kids to get involved with it too. Your kids can do a little extra. Okay, today we're going to do extra for dad because we want to show him how much we care and we're giving back to him today. So we're going to take his dish duties and we're all going to do them. That also builds connections between you and your kids so that you have a little bonding moment with them. But it also teaches them how to appreciate their parent and how to give back to their parent without having it be this big grand gesture. So it's small little things that make a difference, that make people happy. And it's good for them to know that. And it's good for each for us even as adults to know that and to remember that. So yeah, take your kids. Take your kids and say, we're actually going to draw mom a bath tonight because she worked so hard. And whether you have kids or whether you don't, do a little bit extra for your partner. So that's number seven. Do a little extra for your partner, for your family member, so that they actually feel loved, appreciated, and special as well, because that's also giving, and that's giving back as well. So number eight, and this is more of the bigger thing now. So number eight is start your own initiative. You can also start your own initiative. There's a lot of big thinkers out there and there's there literally is no limits to what people can give. If you have an idea and you think it's a great idea to give back to society, start it. Just start your own initiative and see where it goes. Oftentimes, think small things grow to be huge, huge things and they become wonderful things that help large amount, amounts of people. 
sometimes hundreds, sometimes thousands, sometimes tens of thousands, sometimes millions. So if you have an idea and want to start something, start your own initiative. Those are on big scales. We have, um, I think everybody in the world knows about we, so me to we. And it was started years ago here in Canada by two young boys. Two young boys who saw that people and other kids in other parts of the world were hungry and starving and didn't have all the things that they did. So they started to give back, to give back. Their organization, it used to be Free the Children, now it's called Me to We. And their organization has grown so much from that simple local act of kindness to this gigantic global company and global nonprofit that gives back globally to the world now. And they have so many initiatives. So don't think that your small idea is probably worth nothing. Even if you touch one life, it's one life better than none life. One life is better than no lives. So even if whatever your, your initiative is touches one life, helps one person, that's one extra person that mattered that day. It's better than having nobody helped. So I started an initiative and this literally happened three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, I threw the idea out there that we're going to do what we call a boost box. Basically, it's a birthday in a box, and we put all the things that you need in a box for a birthday party, balloons, streamers, invitations, plates, cups, all that stuff, plus a cake mix, sprinkles that so someone can make the cake for their family, and a gift card for food so you have food. And we package it up in this really pretty box, and we sent it off to food banks, and we have gotten such a huge response. And I was just talking to my cousin about this, thinking, oh, yeah, this will be a nice little thing to give back. This thing went, it's now exploded so much that we actually can't keep up with the demand. And so now it's become a thing. And so now we actually have to look at this and, and think, okay, how can we build on this and expand and get help? And so it's something as simple as you have a thought Act on it. Act on it. You have no idea where it'll go. It could go to huge, huge heights, to the biggest heights across the world, or it can be just helping one person. But whatever you're doing, at least you've done it. You made a difference. You made a difference in one person's life, 500 people. It doesn't matter. Making a difference in the world matters. So if you have something in your mind, if you think it's a good thing to do, then act on it. Take the initiative and you start your own thing. Start it, contact friends, family, whomever, but start your own thing. You never know where it'll go. I encourage you to do that. I encourage everybody to give back as much as they can. With that, I'm now going to turn to our community corner. So our community corner, this is where we share pieces from last week's segment. So last week, I talked about how step-parents can involve their families during the holidays. And I actually only had one writer write in about that. And that's okay because one is great and uh, one is more than none. So uh, thank you for writing in. It was a short little segment, but 
it, it it's great because it gives you a good idea of of involvement. So uh, this woman wrote in, and she said, so she has been a stepmom for six years, and at first it was really really hard to incorporate my family because I didn't know how to to integrate them. But what I did, and I read this through an article about Secret Santa. So I decided, well, a good way to incorporate my family so that we all feel more comfortable with each other is to implement a Secret Santa. So I, one year, proposed this for Christmas, and we all had an amazing, happy time. It became so much fun. So now we have done this every single year for the last four years. So I'm assuming, obviously, she's, you know, two years in. She started this. So for the last four years, and we all look forward to Secret Santa, and that has become my family's Christmas with my step family. And now they are fully integrated and it feels like a family Christmas. And that is what I wanted because it's not easy bringing a family into a step family. So this way, it makes it more fun. And that was my experience with including my family into my step family. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I think that is, that's a beautiful thing. And, and it's always great when you can integrate some fun into into bringing in a new family because bringing in a new family is never easy. With step families, you always have, I mean, because you are the new person and, and you're coming into uh, with set traditions of that family that you entered. So they already have their own set traditions. So you have to find a way to start implementing your own so that it becomes more like a, a, a heartfelt family where you feel closer to each other as a family. And then, I mean, that's just having that step parent there. And then you have the step parent's family to be part of all of that. And I know from experience, it took it took a little a little while. I think the first again, two Christmases almost, where it was really uncomfortable because it felt like it was a whole separate Christmas and as though the kids were just there with my family rather than all of us feeling like family. And it took some doing, but it took a lot of things like fun. We had fun games. We had fun conversations. So it took elements of fun to bring it close as family. So I really appreciate this and I totally understand when you implement something that's as fun as Secret Santa that can bring people together because when people are fun and when they're happy and they're laughing that makes everybody feel more connected and guess why because you have all the happy chemicals going on and when happy chemicals are going everybody feels happy everybody feels connected so that's a great story. Thank you for sharing. And I always want to hear your stories. Please write in and share. You can reach me at leah at consciouscoachinginc.com. You can send me an email. Go to my website. You can connect with me through my website, right on the website, on the contact page. It will, it will send me a message immediately. It's consciouscoachinginc.com. Or you can connect with me through Messenger and Facebook. Conscious Coaching Inc. That's the Facebook page. So connect with me, share your stories. I always love to hear from them. And if you like this this episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with people that you know. 
because the more that we can share and spread the word to each other and share our stories, the more we feel connected uh, by as community and connected as as a society and connected as friends so that no one ever feels alone because when I'm around, you're never alone because I'm Leah and I'm in your corner. 